Welcome, fellow sleuths, to a very special bonus edition of Meddling Adults. I am Mike Schuber. I'm your host, and I'm here today to talk about the charities that our contestants played for in season one. Now, going forward in Meddling Adults, I will be asking the guests to talk a little bit about the organization that they're playing for, what they do, and why they chose them. So I wanted to give that same love for the charities that were played for in this first season in this special episode. So let's just jump right into it. Episode one was between Julia Schifini and Eric Hamilton Schneider. Julia played for for RICES, the Refugee and Immigrant Center for Education and Legal Services, and they defend the rights of immigrants and refugees, they empower individuals, families, and communities, and they advocate for liberty and justice. So they provide affirmative, defensive, and litigation services to low-income immigrants, and they offer a wide range of services, including case management, resettlement assistance, a national hotline to connect migrants with the local community resources, and transit support for recently released migrants. So just a lot of great work that they do for immigrants in to the U.S. If you want to learn more about RICES, you can visit their website at RICESTexas, R-A-I-C-E-S, Texas.org. Eric played for the LGBTQ Center of Cleveland. Their goal is to enrich the lives of the diverse LGBTQ plus community through advocacy, support, education, and celebration. They have a health and wellness program. They have a queer youth initiative. They have community groups, and they have a program called Sage Cleveland, which is geared towards senior citizens in the LGBTQ plus community in Cleveland. If you want to learn more about this charity, you can check out their website, lgbtcleveland.org. We now move on to episode two, which was between Brandon Grugel and Lauren Shippen. Brandon played for the Trevor Project. So the Trevor Project was founded in 1998 by the creators of the Academy Award-winning short film, Trevor. The Trevor Project is the leading national organization providing crisis intervention and suicide prevention services to lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and questioning, that's what LGBTQ stands for, young people under 25. They do some really great things at the Trevor Project from crisis interventions to to suicide prevention training and resources, to community resources. They have a program where they have local volunteers in cities across the U.S. that are advocating for the rights of the LGBTQ youth, and there's a lot of great work that they do. And if you want to learn more about what they are doing, you can go to their website, The trevorproject.org. Lauren played for the ACLU. The ACLU has been around for a very long time and they have done a lot of different things in the United States, but basically they are the premier defender of the rights enshrined in the U.S. Constitution. They have over 1.5 million members, they have 300 staff attorneys, thousands of volunteer attorneys, and they have offices throughout the U.S. They continue today to fight government abuse and they vigorously defend individual freedoms, including speech, religion, women women's rights to choose, the right to due process, citizens' rights to privacy, and so much more. So just anything that has to do with something that is existing in this country that is going against anyone's constitutional rights, the ACLU will go to bat for you. If you want to learn more about the ACLU, you can check out their website, aclu.org. So episode three was between Amanda McLaughlin and Eric Silver. Amanda played for City Harvest. So they take fresh, nutritious food to communities across the five boroughs in New York, free of charge, and they take food that was otherwise going to go to waste or was surplus food, and they put it into trucks and deliver it around the city. They rescue 160,000 pounds of unused food 
per day to feed New Yorkers in need. And it's mostly fresh fruit and vegetables. So not only are they taking food that is going to go bad, but they are taking this food and they are bringing it to people in need and it's healthy food on top of it. They do a lot of great work. And if you want to learn more about City Harvest, you can check out their website, cityharvest.org. Eric played for the North Brooklyn Angels. They are a volunteer-powered, hyper-local, grassroots nonprofit organization that takes direct action and does projects that address the many needs that exist in their own backyard of North Brooklyn, and those needs are hunger, poverty, homelessness, and housing instability. They have a mobile soup kitchen, which is called the Angel Mobile, and it serves hot lunch six days a week at various locations throughout their neighborhood. They cook all of the food for their own meals, and they have a lot of volunteers that get involved in all aspects of this meal preparation process. So if you want to learn more about the North Brooklyn Angels, you can go to their website, which is northbrooklynangels.org. In episode four, we had Paul Bay going up against my wife, Kelly Schubert. Paul Bay played for the Old Friends Senior Dog Sanctuary. They provide a loving home, good food, high-quality vet care, compassion, and comfort to senior dogs for the remainder of their lives. They want to build a forever foster home network that will enable them to place more senior dogs in loving home settings for the duration of their lives. When people are adopting dogs, they usually want to go more towards younger dogs like puppies because puppies are cute, but the Old Friends Senior Dog Sanctuary is making sure that old dogs get some love too. They provide education on the joys and challenges of caring for aging dogs, and they work with other dog rescue groups to promote the adoption of senior dogs. If you want to learn more about them, you can check out their website, which is OFSDS.org. Kelly played for UNICEF, specifically the Love Myself campaign, which was run by her favorite band, BTS. So BTS joined with UNICEF, which stands for the United Nations Children Fund, to stage campaigns against violence towards children and teens around the world with the hope of making the world a better place through music. UNICEF as a whole works in over 190 countries and territories to save children's lives, to defend their rights, and to help them fulfill their potential all the way from early childhood through adolescence. And BTS, in some of their more recent music, Love Myself was based off one of their albums called Love Yourself, and they had a whole Love Yourself movement trying to make people feel more comfortable in their own skin. So their positive message teamed up with a great organization in UNICEF to raise a lot of money. They've raised millions of dollars for UNICEF, and it's a fantastic cause. If you want to learn more about their work specifically, you can go to Love dash myself.org, or you can go to unicef.org to learn about UNICEF as a whole. Episode five was Jeffrey Craner pitted against Kristen DiMercurio. Jeffrey played for Never Again Action. So Never Again Action is a movement of Jews and allies fighting to end America's cruel immigration policies. Their goal is to redefine how the public views the immigration system so they can see that it is truly cruel at its core, and they're just trying to raise more awareness and information about how awful it can be. If you want to learn more about them, you can visit at their website, neveragainaction.com. Kristen played for the Black Trans Protesters Emergency Fund. So in partnership with a lot of other great groups, such as the Ochre Project, the Black Trans Travel Fund, and For the Gorals, they are raising funds to support black trans protesters with resources, medical care, and bail. And all funds that are not needed are going to be distributed to black trans-led organizations doing work to minimize violence against black trans folks. So just something in response to protests that have been happening throughout the country. And I really appreciate that this charity has a plan for redistributing their funds if need be, because that was something that happened with a lot of the bail funds is that so many people supported them, which is great, but then they had this money that they couldn't spend. So the fact that this emergency fund has a future use, I think is fantastic. The link to find their specific 
organization is a bit hard because it falls under Arts Businesses Collaborative. So I would just Google Black Trans Protesters Emergency Fund or check the link in the description of this episode. Episode six was Gabrielle Urbina versus Hal Lublin. Gabrielle played for the Black Movement Law Project. So BMLP provides legal support to local communities throughout the country as they have been demonstrating and protesting against police brutality and systemic racism. They believe in a community-centered approach, so they provide holistic legal and technical service knowing that when you have these mass movements, sometimes legal experience is missing from the equation locally. So they facilitate a rapid response system supporting activists during mass demonstrations and arrests. They work with local community groups to educate impacted communities in understanding their rights and responding to increase militarized police presence in their communities. If you want to learn more about BMLP, you can go to their website, bmlp.org. Hal played for the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund. They are a legal organization that is fighting for racial justice through litigation, advocacy, and public education, and they are seeking structural changes to expand democracy, eliminate disparities, and achieve racial justice in a society that fulfills the promise of equality for all Americans. They also defend the gains and protections won over the past 80 years of civil rights, and they are working to improve the quality and diversity of judicial and executive appointments. All incredible things. If you want to learn more about them, you can go to their website, naacpldf.org. In episode seven, we had Helen Zaltzman and Martin Ostwick duking it out. Helen played for the Howard League. They are all centered around penal reform, so they want less crime, they want safer communities, and they want fewer people in prison. They explore the evidence and find solutions that prevent people from becoming victims of crime. They promote common sense approaches that guide people away from trouble and make towns and cities safer places to live. And they campaign for better justice that helps people to unlock their potential and move forward towards a brighter future. If you want to learn more about the Howard League, you can go to their website, howardleague.org. Martin played for Women for Refugee Women. They empower refugee and asylum-seeking women to speak out, become leaders, and advocate for change. They work to ensure that refugee women can speak to the media at public events, and they partner with arts organizations and influential women to help amplify refugee women's voices. They publish robust research on the experiences of refugee women, and they work with policymakers to make the case for a fairer asylum process. Just taking an approach to asylum from all angles and I really appreciate what they are doing. If you want to learn more about them, you can go to refugeewomen.co.uk. Episode 8 had the Hey Riddle Riddle team all facing off against each other. Erin played for Beam, which is the Black Emotional and Mental Health Collective. They are a collective of advocates, artists, therapists, lawyers, religious leaders, teachers, psychologists, and other activists committed to the emotional and mental health of healing Black communities. Their mission is to remove the barriers that Black people experience getting access to or staying connected with emotional health care and healing. They do this through education, training, advocacy, and the creative arts. So just approaching mental health, specifically for for the black community in a lot of different ways. If you want to learn more about them, you can go to beam, B-E-A-M dot community. Adol played for Asata's Daughters, which is a black woman-led, young person-directed organization rooted in the black radical tradition. They organize young black people in Chicago by providing them with political education, leadership development, mentorship, and revolutionary services. So through their programs, they aim to deepen, escalate, and sustain the movement for black liberation. If you want to learn more about Asata's Daughters, you can go to Asata's Daughters, A-S-S, atasdaughters.org. And JPC played for Chicago Freedom School. They are creating a new generation of 
critical thinkers who use their unique experiences and power to create a just world. They are nurturing leadership among young people ages 14 to 21 all across Chicago. They are creating spaces where young people and adult allies can build knowledge, skills, and agency, and they are elevating social justice movement history to support thoughtful action and strategy in the present. They want to build the capacity of adult allies to understand how they can support the youth, and they are coordinating intergenerational public events on youth activism, movement history, and organizing. So just so great to take old activists and young activists and have them learn from each other. I think it's an absolutely great program. You can learn more about Chicago Freedom School at chicagofreedomschool.org. Episode 9 was between my parents, Barb and Joel. Barb played for the Jeremy Fund, which is a charity founded by someone that we actually knew. It was the mother of a girl in my middle school class. So the Jeremy Fund, with all of the money that they raise, they help children in the oncology department of the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia and all of their satellite facilities. So the Robert Wood Johnson Children's Center in New Brunswick, New Jersey, which is near where I lived, and the Sloan Kettering Center in New York City. They pay the medical bills directly with the hope that it will allow the families to be with their child while undergoing treatment for cancer. So trying to take care of the financial burden so that the families can just focus on being with their child in the moment. If you want to learn more about the Jeremy Fund, you can go to thejeremyfund.org. And Joel played for the Houston Food Bank. They fall under Feeding America, and it's a wonderful food bank. I've done work with the Houston Food Bank when I lived in Houston. Each year, they provide 103 million meals to people struggling with hunger. It's great. I know from experience that the Houston Food Bank does a lot of work and any local food bank around your area is doing great work too. If you want to look up a local food bank near you, you can go to feedingamerica.org and find it. And if you want specifically a link to the Houston Food Bank, I'll have it in the episode description. It's just very long and would be tedious to say all out loud. And I don't know if you have a pen and paper writing everything down, but let's get into the final episode, the final charities. This was between Adam and Kyle. Adam played for the Black Women's Health Imperative. Since 1983, they have been the only national organization dedicated solely to improving the health and wellness of the United States' 21 million black women and girls, physically, emotionally, and financially. They seek to solve the most pressing health issues that affect black women and girls in the United States through investments in evidence-based strategies, and they are delivering bold new programs and advocating for health-promoting policies. If you want to learn more about them, you can check out their website, bwhi.org. And Kyle played for Blessings in a Backpack. They mobilize communities, individuals, and resources to provide food on the weekends for elementary school children across America who might otherwise go hungry. Because a lot of people going to school, they're able to get a lunch, and it's not always the case that when they're not in school, they'll be able to get a good meal. Every school-aged child in America has the nourishment needed to learn and grow, but they want to make sure that they have the nourishment in terms of food. So Blessings in a Backpack strives to ensure children don't go hungry on the weekends by empowering individuals and communities to take action. Much like a food bank, they take unused food and put it to good use, and that is giving it to kids in need. If you want to learn more about them, you can go to Blessings blessingsinabackpack.org. And that's all of the charities that were played for in season one. I'm glad that a lot of listeners gave the suggestion to talk more about the organizations and provide more information about them. I will be updating all of the episode descriptions so that they have links to all of them. So thanks everyone for helping make the show better. And as a reward, I'm going to tell you when season two of Meddling Adults is dropping. Guess what? It's pretty soon. Drum roll, please. September 9th. Ooh, it's coming very soon. There will be a trailer beforehand. We've already begun work on season two in terms of recording episodes and refreshing the music and refreshing the art. And I can't wait to share all of those new things with all of you. And thankfully, you don't have to wait very long. So thanks to everyone who has listened to the show. Thanks to everyone who has supported the show and 
talked about the show to people that they know or sharing it on social media. And if you want to get in on supporting more for the next set of charities that win across season two, you can go to our Patreon. And thanks to everyone who supported on the Patreon for season one. As mentioned in last week's episode, we raised $750 for these charities, which is great. I'm very excited to raise even more going forward in future seasons. So thank you all so much. I appreciate you. And I can't wait to bring season two to you big old group of meddling adults. Big 